0: This is Hashtag Authentic, a podcast for creatives online. I'm Sarah Tasker and this is episode 90. Hey everyone, how is it going? I have been away for a little while. I think I'm realising that in future I'm going to just need to block out all of August as a complete break from work for myself because... Yet again this summer, my body and my brain sort of conspired to just make it a non-negotiable timeout. But I'm back now and I'm medicated, I'm lightly caffeinated and I am feeling so excited for the quarter ahead of me now. When I started to dip back in and make these plans for the next few months, I asked myself what would feel the most nourishing and joyful to put my time and energy into in my business and the answer came so easily to me and that was this podcast, my monthly email newsletters and teaching another group in the Insta Retreat which is just my happy place online. And in fact what I realised is we are coming up to the four year anniversary of the first Insta Retreat which is a really long time I think in the world of online courses by which i mean i don't think i know anyone in kind of my circle in the people i follow who is actively still selling a class or a program that they were selling four years ago they maybe have it now on like a passive system so it runs constantly and people can still buy it or maybe they now include it as part of a bundle and as a freebie when you buy something else but for me, this is still four years on a real mainstay in my business. It's still the class I devote the most time and energy to, in fact, when I'm teaching it. And absolutely, of course, the whole thing has changed in that time. It's been rewritten, it's been re recorded, rebranded, reshaped, not least, of course, because Instagram has changed relentlessly and perpetually over those past four years. And my aim with the institute has always been to keep it as the most up-to-date. I want it to be the one place where someone can go and get everything they need to know about Instagram. But that also means I want to keep it concise and succinct and not be including things that are redundant or encourage people to waste their time on activities that maybe aren't going to bring them the desired results. So it's this constant practice of pruning and adding and refining and improving. But it is still the Insta Retreat. It's still the same six-week format. It's still taught live by me. And by that, I mean, I'm still the one there answering questions, doing the weekly lives, doing the coaching and the question and answer sessions, throwing in additional teaching sessions or topics that people might be struggling with. So, for example, last time we did an extra session where I edited students' photos live on my phone via Zoom so that we could play around with how all the different apps work. And, of course, I'm still updating it. We've got Reels now. There's a whole new thing ahead of me to get that in there. But I wanted to talk about this today because... I don't think this practice should be as rare and unusual as it is. One of the foundational beliefs I have in my business is that if you create something that is of real value, it can stand the test of time. And the reason that people move on from selling their thing is not really because it's lost its value or it's lost its audience, but because we as the creator and the seller have lost interest or we've lost our belief in our ability to keep selling it or our belief in its worth. It is incredibly easy and ridiculously tempting, I think, to believe the answer is always in the next product, the next package, the next offer, to think that it would just be easier if we were selling something else, and to think essentially that the grass is greener on the other side. Now, this is not to say, obviously, that we can't innovate in our businesses, and I will talk a little bit about that later, about how to know when you're creating a new offering from a place of genuine need or creativity versus creating it as an escape or a way to avoid some sort of discomfort. So first of all, why can it be a bad idea to keep rapidly changing our product offering? This is how I see it play out for a lot of the people I talk to. Number one is that it's confusing for our audiences. If you have four or five different packages or offerings that all kind of overlap or that kind of offer very similar sounding things, it's hard for me as a customer to know which one to invest in. So do I choose your most recent one? Is that the best one? Do I choose the one where the sale page most describes me and my struggles? Or do I pick the one that my friend did last year and really highly recommended? Or the one you're currently promoting on Instagram now and calling your best work? How do I know which one is going to bring me the most from you, the most active community, the most of your personal engagement? When I talk to the new enrolled students in any of my Insta Retreat classes, they often will tell me it's been a long-term dream to come and take the class. So sometimes it takes them six months, a year, sometimes more to actually get around to being able to commit the time and the financial resources to be able to take the class. And for some of you, and I think you know who you are, if your customers came back in a year to buy the thing that you told them about or that someone else took, they're going to find it doesn't exist anymore. And if I'm a customer who bought an earlier version of your thing and now sees that you're selling a slightly different, slightly updated take on the program I originally invested in, I might feel like I didn't get your best work and that I've been left behind. If you've moved on too quickly from something you created, it kind of feels like the opposite of an endorsement from you. Like you're saying, oh, well, I wrote this thing, but I don't really believe in it. So I'll just quietly leave it here and move on. Compare that to me selling consistently the same thing into now its fifth year, being committed to just making it the best it can possibly be. So constantly tweaking and reinventing it, listening every time someone has a question about something I've written in the course notes or recorded in the audio and thinking, how can I make this clearer? How do I make it so that next time I don't have to waste their time in them having to ask that question? And so make it so all the information is right there where they need it straight away. I get to refine and create the best version of that product and put all my energy and enthusiasm and experience into selling it. And this is why I believe that we should not go and create something new until we are consistently selling out the thing that we've already made. Until that offering is really reaping its full worth, it isn't time to move on. Now, if you're anything like me, your brain might start to go, well, what if the thing I've made is just really rubbish? Like what if this just doesn't have any demand? And sometimes that could be true. Sometimes we might create a product or an offering where there is just truly no appetite for it, but it's really, really rare. Like I would say 99.9% of the time, the real issue is that we've just not figured out how to sell it yet. Maybe you've not figured out who you're selling to or where you need to promote it or how to package it, what the offer needs to be, just how to promote it. And when you figure out all of those things, that's when you're ready to move on to selling something new. You get to take all of that knowledge and learning with you. And we're going to have to learn that sooner or later anyway, whatever we're selling. If you've listened to this podcast before, you've probably heard me say, I think running a business can be kind of like therapy and what I mean by that is it brings up all of our insecurities, all of our issues, all of our hidden mess right to the surface and this is one of those areas where it does it like nothing else. Can you keep believing in your product even if you've not got the evidence yet that the rest of the world does? Can you keep showing up for it and trying and failing and trying and failing and figuring out new things to try, even when you're not getting any external validation or proof that it's going to work out? Because that's a skill we all need in business sooner or later. We all need it. And sometimes like me, you can get lucky and skip over it for a while. You might know I sold my first Insta retreat. And it sold out so fast. Like I got on a train and by the time I was back in signal range with my phone to check what was going on, I'd made like 40k, which was more money than I'd ever owned in my entire life. And that sounds great and it was awesome, but it kind of does you a disservice because sooner or later you still have to build those muscles. Let me tell you, it was challenging in a whole different way to be right in at the deep end there and not have any of the muscles I needed to know how to swim. So as tempting as it is to skip over this stuff, staying the course and sticking with what we've made and learning to get through the discomfort is how we become better business owners. So what does this look like in real terms? I'm gonna keep talking here about digital products and services because as you know, that's where my brain is at. But I think you can use this principle for pretty much anything you're selling or offering. A lot of the time people will say to me, but more importantly to themselves, I've done everything and it still hasn't sold or I've done everything and I haven't sold enough places so obviously the product is the problem obviously I just don't have a big enough audience to sell this there's nothing else I can do and what I think we mean when we say we've done everything is really that we've done everything inside of our comfort zone we've done everything that we've maybe already done before we've done everything that doesn't require us to push beyond where we feel safe and what we already know and that's completely normal. That's just what human brains love to do. We like to repeat things that feel okay, stay where it feels safe, not take unnecessary risks. Our brain loves to tell us that there's just no other options beyond that. So, a really fun exercise if you're stuck in that place, it's super powerful and effective and so easy. Just grab yourself the biggest piece of paper you can find. I'm going to say at minimum it needs to be A4, preferably with lines, and you want to start writing yourself a list of all the things that you can do to try and sell your product. So one thing per line, and you'll probably start with things inside your comfort zone. So maybe if you've already sent out a single sales email, you might write, send a second sales email. And if you've made a post on Instagram, you might write, make a second post on Instagram. (laughs) But what will happen as you start to run down the page and fill up those lines is you'll start to run out of things that feel safe. You've still got a lot of lines left to fill. So your brain is going to have to get more imaginative and more creative, and it will start thinking outside of its comfort zone. What is so brilliant about this, and I love it so much, is the answers are all yours. You already have everything you need to generate this list and all the possibilities that you can explore You just have to set yourself up in the right way, ask your brain the right kind of questions, and then you get the roadmap. So, for example, you might start to think, well, I've never tried Facebook ads, like paying for Facebook ads or Instagram ads or Pinterest ads. I've never sponsored a podcast. I've never been on Reddit or Tumblr or TikTok. I've never tried pitching myself as a guest to other people's podcasts or I could create a sales funnel, I could offer a discount, maybe I could email people directly who I know might want to buy it. Or I could try a giveaway, maybe I could make my own mini podcast series. It's that question of what could you do? Another way to think about it is if I told you I'd give you a million pounds if you sold X number of places on your course or of your product, What are all the things that you would do to make sure that you sold that many? To make sure you got that million off me? Because those are the things that you should put down on that list. If there was a million pounds at stake, you'd maybe go to greater lengths. You'd maybe put yourself in more uncomfortable positions. You'd maybe try things that had more of a chance of failure. But you'd think, even if it just got me one more sale, it might be worth it. And then when you have that list... You've made yourself an action plan of all the things you can try to really properly sell your product. And yet it's going to require you to feel uncomfortable. It's going to require you to fail and learn and grow and be way, way, way outside of your comfort zone. But only when we get to the bottom of that list and if we've still not sold any, that's the time we can really say that there's no audience for what we've created. What I see so many of us do is We just get to the end of that comfort zone list. Those first few lines are the things that come really easily to us. You know, the two sales emails and the two Instagram posts. And then our brain starts to tell us that the problem is us. We don't have a big enough audience. We're not good at this. We don't have the skills. We need to take more classes first. We don't have a good enough product. It's time to give up. Or maybe it's time to make a new product so people will want it more. And so we get pulled away and we get into this whole cycle all over again without ever really doing this essential work of getting to grips with the things that we need to face in order to really be able to sell. Now, you guys should know I love to run my business from a place of ease and integrity. And so I need to be really clear. This isn't about doing things that you hate or that go against your values as a business owner. If you never want to give a single penny to Facebook, I respect that. If you hate going live or talking on video, whatever the limits you've chosen to set for yourself that align with your values and your happiness, totally get to coexist as we make this list. Do not write down things you would never be willing to do. But I do also want to gently encourage you to challenge yourself and just challenge your I would nevers in a gentle way whenever you do an exercise like this make sure that you really like your reason for choosing not to use live streams or whatever it is within your business. Check, really really check with yourself that it is not just about fear because hiding from fear is very different to refraining from a place of integrity and the results that we create with those two different motivations can look very different in the finish line too. There are no specific steps that you have to take and you get to choose all of them which is so fun and so freeing but until you have taken all of those steps that you've decided on and made available to yourself then you're not done selling your thing and the real problem of this cycle that I see for people is that it's a huge drain not only on our energy and resources but also our creativity We keep creating, we keep reinventing, and the creating is the fun part. I get it. It is so fun to start with a blank canvas, to start making something completely new, think about all the ways it's going to help people, how to make it exist in the world. But the problem is if we don't follow through and actually deliver that and get the work in front of people, then we're wasting all of that creative potential. If you don't get that thing into as many people's lives or hands as possible, then you're locking up all of that amazing work and not telling anyone how to find the key. And you're depriving yourself too, not only of the opportunity to hone and learn those selling skills, not only of the chance to come face to face with all the discomfort and learning that it will bring up like a masterclass in learning to live with your thoughts and your brain but you're missing out on the opportunity to go so much deeper and get so much richer in the knowledge that you have shared in that class or that product or that offering. My understanding of how people learn about Instagram has blossomed beyond belief by teaching so many people the same principles and building on that and making it stronger and more impactful year on year, adding the things I see that people need. It means I've built a product that to me feels pretty bulletproof because I know nobody can jump into the market right now and create a rival class, a rival program that has the same breadth and depth and foundational knowledge. Because this is four years of enrichment and improvement and growth. I'm four years ahead of the nearest competition. And I think about if you go back and read a blog post that I wrote four years ago or Go back and read one of your own or an Instagram caption, something you wrote four years ago. Do you still think that's your best work or would you do it differently now? What does four years worth of growth look like in that practical sense to you? How does four years or five years or 10 years make your work even better? Because that's where I am. That's where my courses are. And that is the gift of staying with what you create for the long haul. So I said i talk about how to know the difference between when you're ready to add a new product or offering versus when you're just adding it to maybe escape the discomfort of wherever you're at right now. So here are the questions I like to use to check in on myself. Number one, how much overlap is there between what you're creating now and what you've created in the recent past? Because if there's a lot, that could be a sign that you're just sort of reinventing the wheel and trying to find a new way to package and sell what you've already made. In which case, do that with intention instead of calling it something new. Two, do you believe it will be easier to sell this new thing, whether because it's new or because it seems like a better offer or it's just more exciting somehow? Believing something will be easier to sell is not usually a good enough motivation to create a new product. Now, Hearing myself say that, obviously, as a snippet in isolation, uh, that's pretty bad business advice because if you can make something that will sell easily, it makes a lot of business sense to go ahead and do it. But I'm talking, obviously, very specifically within this context here. When you've already got a product, it's not selling as you like, you've invested your time and energy and possibly some financial resources in creating it, and you're thinking it will be easier, thinking the grass will be greener it's a really dangerous place to steer your business from because the grass is never greener. Have you noticed this? I am very disappointed to report that every time I think when I get somewhere new, it will be easier. It will be less uncomfortable. I'll automatically be happier and won't have to deal with the problems. Either the same old problems just come along with me for the ride or I find a whole new set of problems waiting right there for me. There is no utopia, no perfect product that we can just make and it will just always sell out without any requirements from us. Sooner or later, we are going to have to face these issues. So why not now? Why not go into it intentionally with energy and curiosity and enthusiasm for figuring it all out? The third way I like to check in is to do a slight twist on that previous exercise I mentioned. Make that list And if you can fill the whole page of A4 with a very different, very specific action on each line that you've already taken to try and sell your product, then maybe you might be ready to move on. Maybe there is something about your offer or your product that's not quite hitting the mark. But even then, I would still say it might not be the product that's the issue. It could be the offer. It could be the pricing, the sales page, your branding, the way you've packaged it. So maybe you need to add something or take something away. What I'm trying to get at here is if we can get outside of our own brains and try to look at this more objectively, try and tune out some of the hysterical ramblings of our primitive brains, we can get so much more value from what we do. I have two main products that I sell right now, the Insta and my 15 Minute Magic program. And my energy whenever I'm selling is always on those two things. And that in the end comes down to the fact that I genuinely believe in what I've made. I don't believe there's anything else out there that delivers in the same way. I know it's what I would want and it's what I would completely delight in if I was back where I was when I was earlier in my business. It's what I see people needing. It's delivered to the best of my ability. And so whenever it gets hard, whenever it gets uncomfortable, whenever that self-doubt gets too loud, that's what I go back to and connect with. I'm able to return to that conviction that I've made something valuable and brilliant. And even if I have to turn it on its head, even if times change and I have to triple the price and include one-to-one coaching for everyone that signs up or halve the price and make it completely passive so I can afford not to be in there personally every day. Even if I have to make some complex Facebook marketing funnel Or rethink the whole delivery method, maybe make 15-minute magics three weeks instead of three months. Whatever it might take for me to continue to create the value in the world and provide what I know is true service for the people who need it, I'm in. I'm going to do it. Because integrity for me is creating the best things I can that are truly worth what people pay me. And I think the way that we dive really deep into that integrity is to stay the course with whatever we've decided to create or to offer or to teach and honor what we decided we were going to put out in the world. Now, what if you get bored with teaching the same thing? Because there have definitely been times, I'll hold up my hands, when I just haven't felt quite as enthusiastic about talking about the same elements of Instagram all over again. Like it's just not been where my interest was right there and then. And I think that's normal. I think it can ebb and flow. And if you've listened to my podcast before, you might know I'm a big advocate for always following our interests, always seeing where they'll take us. But what I want to say is that doesn't have to mean we walk away from what we've already built. What brings me back again and again is always finding the creativity where I am. So in the times when the Insta retreat has felt like it wasn't challenging me, wasn't engaging my brain in the same way, the answer was not to go and look for something more fun elsewhere. Like it's not to go and find something shiny as much as my ADHD brain would really love to, would love to just totally jump ship and say, let's become a Pilates instructor, I know that actually the way to go deeper is to pour all of that creativity and that restlessness back into the things that I've already made. So, if you followed me, if you followed the institute, you might have seen it's gone through a lot of evolutions. The latest round of revisions we've made these beautiful workbooks that people can print out. We've made a private podcast feed that people can listen to. We've made worksheets of things that I used to say, grab a piece of paper and do this exercise. They're all now beautiful branded worksheets. And the difference that makes to how people actually go on to do the exercise and get the results is so fascinating to me and so engaging to my brain. I definitely need to do a whole episode on this at some point. But I've recently certified as a coach through Brooke Casier's Life Coach School, which was the biggest investment I've ever made in my business. A lot of time and money learning this up-leveled skill set. And I did it with no ambitions to be a life coach or even planning to offer any more one-to-one coaching. I wasn't looking to add this as a new product in my business, but it fascinates me and it interests me. And I could see how it would be so valuable to the people who I'm already working with in my classes, places like the Insta Retreat. Because, of course, when the problem seems to be that we're a bit worried about posting to social media or not getting enough likes, the real reasons behind that are always so much bigger and run so much deeper. So now I feel so unbelievably skilled up to coach people, which I now do right there in the weekly lives in the Insta Retreat class. I've added skills, I've added knowledge and I've added value by following my interest, but I haven't had to jump ship and leave behind the value that I'd already built and created. So how do we know when it's the product that's the problem? How can we be really sure? Because of course there will be times when that could be true. In my experience though it's rare to create a product that needs to be whole scale completely abandoned, by which I mean to write a course or to create a physical product or to create an offer that nobody in the world anywhere would like or want or need. Especially because. If you're anything like me, we don't jump into these things lightly. We usually create from a place of noticing a gap or a need or a recurring question. So your product is really only likely to be the problem when your people consistently tell you so. The people who've already bought it or the people you're trying to sell it to. If they keep coming back to you and telling you it's not what they want. And especially if you're getting consistent or matching feedback, like it's too long or it's not working how they want it to, or it's too confusing, then okay, the product might be part of the problem. But even then, you can see, hopefully, how that's not the end of the road. Like, your brain can be pointing out to you all of those fixable things. Unless you've made, like, a scented candle that smells of dog poo, you can probably improve and refine the work you've already done without throwing everything out and starting on a clean slate. So I guess my call to action to anyone listening this is don't give up on what you've already made. Don't write off your own work because the going's got tough. It's meant to be tough. It doesn't mean anything's gone wrong or that your work isn't valuable or that you can't create what you want in life. It just means that you're ready for the next chapter of this and the skills you will develop in doing this work are what will take you and your business to a whole new level And ultimately, that will bring you the freedom to create whatever you want in your business, safe in the knowledge that you've got the skill set and the resilience to go out there and find the people who want it. I hope this is helpful. I would so love to hear if any of this resonates with you, how it works for you, or maybe how it doesn't quite fit for you, what I'm missing. Come and give me all the feedback. I'm on Instagram at me and and Twitter under the same name. And you can always leave comments on the blog post style show notes on my website where I always do my best to reply. The ones for this episode will be at meandawla.co.uk forward slash podcast 90. Also, I should definitely mention, having talked about it so much today, that the Insta is back on sale this week. So if you're curious about what on earth it is I've been talking about, or if you're just looking to make Instagram the online home and the heart for your business or whatever your creative endeavours in the world are, come and check it out at meandola.co.uk, and then just click on courses. It is six joyful weeks of online learning and community where we dig deep not only into the secrets of creating content that converts to the things that really matter to you and your business or your work, but how to do all of that in a way that feels solid and sustainable and downright wonderful for you. My past students tell me this is the single best investment they've ever made in themselves and their business. So I'd love to have you join me for this next awesome class together. And because I'm very committed to making sure everyone is a great fit and only creating great results for everybody, if you're interested, but you're just not sure whether the retreat is going to be the right thing for you, you can always drop me an email, admin at me and Ola.co.uk. Might take me a few days, but I will give you my honest, no BS, no hard sell take on whether it's the right class for you. I would love to see you there. And as well, I will see you back here next week for a whole new podcast episode. Have an awesome week.